Thanks, Luis, Destiny, for sharing God's word. Thanks to all of you who are so willing to do that. Gracias a Luis y Destiny por compartir la palabra de Dios. Uh, this is what makes us uh, a family, that we all bring ourselves to the table to, to come around God's word. I'm excited to do that this morning. Estoy animado para que podamos uh, congregar alrededor de la palabra de Dios. Aroldis Chapman, 106 miles per hour. Hour, 106 millas por hora. Bob Feller, 107.6 miles per hour, 107.6 millas por hora. Nolan Ryan, 108 miles per hour, 108 millas por hora. Now, that's not how fast these men have driven in their cars. No es la rapidez con que han conducido sus autos. That's how fast all of these men have thrown a baseball. Han lanzado una pelota de baseball así de rápido. These three men are among some of the greatest pitchers of all time. Son entre los mejores lanzadores. They're among the fastest pitchers of all time. Son los lanzadores más veloces. And so at that speed, I, I can't imagine, but at that speed, it is difficult for a batter to even see the ball, not to mention touch it, to hit it. Es difícil aún ver la pelota y ni hablar de pegarla. And yet here's the thing. There are players in the major leagues today that can hit a fastball. They can hit a ball that is 101, 102, 103 miles per hour. Hay bateadores que pueden pegar una pelota más de 100 millas por hora. How do they do that? ¿Cómo lo pueden hacer? Well, first of all, it requires intense focus and concentration for the eye to stay on the ball. Hay que concentrarse uh, detenidamente. And then you not only have to have that focus and that concentration, but you have to have quick I mean, lightning quick reflexes. Hay que tener una reacción muy rápida. It's something we've come to call hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination. Es la coordinación de la mano y el ojo. In fact, here's the interesting thing. Uh, some pitchers report that they, or rather batters, they report that they can actually see the seams on the ball when it leaves the pitcher's hand. Cuando sale la pelota de la mano del, del lanzador, pueden ver hasta las costuras, those little red seams, and they can actually detect how fast the ball is spinning, how it's spinning. Pueden ver cómo gira la pelota. They know then what kind of pitch it is, and they can anticipate where it's going to land so that they can hit it. Hasta pueden anticipar dónde va a caer. It's, it's incredible. Well, today, in the reading we've just shared from Matthew chapter 6, we find something interesting. We find in these few short verses really three very quick teachings of Jesus. Hay tres enseñanzas rápidas de Jesús aquí. I mean, they're like fastballs, one, two, three. And yet together in this section, they form kind of one teaching. Son tres enseñanzas en una. And if I have to summarize what they're about, there's just three words I could use to describe them. These three teachings are about treasures, eyes, and masters. Se tratan de tesoros, los ojos, y los señores. Treasures, eyes, and masters. Now, to really pull this all together, we need to look, I think, at the second teaching. The second teaching about eyes. Hay que mirar la segunda enseñanza acerca de los ojos. 
what Jesus says here seems a little bit mysterious, so I want to unpack it for us. Lo que dice Jesús es un poco misterioso. He says in chapter 6, verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. El ojo es la lámpara del cuerpo. Por tanto, si tu visión es clara, todo tu ser disfrutará de la luz. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Pero si tu visión está nublada, todo tu ser estará en oscuridad. And if the light that is within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Si la luz que hay en ti es oscuridad, ¿qué densa será esa oscuridad? Now Jesus here is comparing two types of eyes. Son dos tipos de ojos. First of all, they're what he calls good eyes or healthy eyes. The, the word there seems to mean generous or open. Jesus is saying, if your eye is healthy, it's going to be open. It's going to be generously taking in the light, and that light will become light inside of you. Si tu ojo está sano, va a estar abierto, generoso para, para recibir la luz. But then he talks about bad eyes, unhealthy eyes. Luego hay ojos no sanos, where vision is clouded. And, he, and he's, basically the word here is a, an evil eye. The idea is a greedy eye, a selfish eye. Se trata de la avaricia, del egoísmo. What's Jesus getting at? Well, he's really talking about our desires, our desires. When our desires are, are black and dark, and when our desires are greedy, when our desires are for the things of this world, for monies, for success, for fame and fortune and pleasure, cuando deseamos las cosas del mundo, el, el fama, el éxito, el, el placer, Jesus says, you're not going to see very well. No vas a poder ver muy bien. In fact, you're going to become a black hole just sucking in as much as you can, but you won't see a thing. Vas a ser como un hoyo negro, pues absorbiendo todo sin ver todo. But if your eye is open towards God, if your eye is healthy and generous, if your eye is on the prize of God's kingdom, of the reality of God, of knowing God and seeing God, then you're going to be walking in the light. Si tus ojos están generosos y están mirando a Dios, vas a estar caminando en la luz. And that makes really good sense in light of what Jesus says here before about treasures. Tiene que ver con lo que dice de los tesoros. He says, do not store up for yourselves. Do not desire or accumulate for yourself treasures on earth. The things of this life where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. No acumulen de sempre si tesoros en la tierra donde la polilla y el óxido destruyen y donde los ladrones se meten a robar. Rather, Jesus says, store up, desire for yourselves, treasures in heaven. Heaven is the realm of God. Acumulen de sempre tesoros en el cielo. That's where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves cannot break in and steal, uh, donde ni la polilla ni el óxido carcomen ni los ladrones se meten a robar. Jesus is saying then, if your desires, if your eyes are simply upon the treasures of this life, if you're seeking to be satisfied in those treasures and that's what you're focused on, you are going to get something that won't last. 
it will be lost. It will fade. It will be taken from you. Si estás mirando los tesoros de esta vida, estás enfocado en algo que no va a durar. Se te va a quitar. Se te va a desvanecer. But if your desires, your eyes, are open to see the higher reality of God, you will be satisfied in a way that will fill you Fill you with light. Si tus ojos están en Dios, vas a estar satisfecho de la luz de Dios. Reminds me of, of a quote from the Christian author C.S. Lewis. He said, If we have desires that nothing on earth can satisfy, you know what that means? We were made for another world. We were made for something greater. Si tenemos deseos que nada en la tierra puede satisfacer, ¿qué significa que somos creados para otro mundo? We're made for God. And then that, of course, comes to the point in verse 21 where Jesus says, here's the deal. Where your treasure is, where your eyes are focused, there your heart will be also. Donde están tus ojos, donde está tu tesoro, donde esté eso, ahí estará también tu corazón. In other words, the heart is going to follow the eye. The heart is going to follow your desires. El corazón va a seguir el ojo, los deseos. And the thing is, you can't have your eye on two things at once and you can't have your heart on two things at once. You can't have your desires on two treasures at once. No puedes tener tu ojo en dos cosas a la vez ni tu corazón. Our world says follow your heart. El mundo dice sigue tu corazón but the question is what is your heart following? ¿Qué está siguiendo tu corazón? And so trying to, to have your heart and your eyes upon the things of God while at the same time hoping to find your fulfillment and your satisfaction in the things of this world, it's a little bit like trying to hit a 108 mile an hour fastball while you're playing Candy Crush on your smartphone at the same time. It's just not going to work. Tener los ojos en Dios y en el mundo a la vez es como querer pegar una pelota de 108 millas por hora y jugar a la vez en tu teléfono. You're either going to hit the ball or you're going to become a candy crush addict. You can't do both. Vas a pegar la pelota o hacerte adicto a los juegos de teléfono. So what Jesus is talking about here is heart-eye coordination. Se trata de la coordinación del corazón y los ojos. Your focus is going to determine where your heart follows. So we need to be careful about our treasure. But we also need to recognize something else. With our treasure, there always comes a master. Con el tesoro siempre hay un señor. In other words, in order to get to that treasure we desire, we're going to be submitting to some direction. We're going to be submitting to some master. Para conseguir el tesoro hay que someterse a algún señor. And so, verse 24, Jesus says, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will, be 
he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Nadie puede servir a dos señores, pues menospreciará a uno y amará a otro, o querrá mucho a uno, o despreciará al otro. No puedes servir a la vez a Dios y a las riquezas. Following Jesus is a matter of heart and eye coordination. And Jesus is saying here, just like you can't have two treasures, you can't have two masters. No puedes tener dos tesoros y tampoco dos señores. You can't have those two things at once. Now maybe you've heard the saying, money is an excellent servant and a terrible master. And I think that's true. Uh, money, by that I'm not just meaning money. I'm meaning uh, any worldly desire that you might think of. Anything in this world, whether that's drugs or alcohol or sex or, 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 or pleasure or fame or any of those things I've listed before, uh, they are great servants. In other words, they are blessings from God. They're not bad in themselves necessarily, but they must be put in their proper place. They must serve us. Money is an excellent servant. El dinero es un siervo excelente. ¿Por qué? En su lugar apropiado, estas bendiciones que Dios nos da en la vida, el, el dinero, el sexo, como hablamos antes, y otras cosas, sirven un propósito. But if they become the ultimate, they're a terrible master. Si son lo último, son un señor terrible. Why? They enslave. And so having that that dimension of an unhealthy eye and an unhealthy desire is going to enslave you to an unhealthy Lord. Vas a estar esclavizado. But let's look at the flip side. Jesus is the one master that offers us true freedom. Jesús es el Señor que nos, nos da libertad. Why? Because here's the deal. Our master if, if it's Jesus, our master is also our treasure. Nuestro Señor es también nuestro tesoro, si es Jesús. And so if your eyes and your heart are after following Jesus as your treasure, Jesus as your master is going to guide you in such a way that leads you, he leads you into greater freedom. Si estás enfocado en seguir a Jesús como tesoro, Jesús como Señor te va a guiar. And so your heart and your eyes are together. And so you want to please him. You want to do what he says. A follower of Jesus wants to worship God and love people and serve God and serve people. Un, un, un seguidor de Jesús quiere adorar a Dios y servir a las personas. A, a, a follower of Jesus wants to share what Jesus has done and, and encourage others to follow Jesus because there's a treasure there that they can see so clearly. Un seguidor de Jesús quiere que otros sigan a Jesús. It's a matter of heart, eye, coordination, being open and following Jesus as treasure and as master. Es seguir a Jesús como tesoro y señor. Have you uh, ever been in a job that you love? I, I hope you are right now. I can tell you I am in a job that I love because what I, what I do is not a job. It's an adventure. It's a, it's a calling. Si has tenido un trabajo que amas, ¿cómo es eso? But if you're in a job you love, let me ask you this question. What is your eye on? ¿En qué está puesto tu ojo? 
Is your eye on the clock when you're working? Está en el reloj tu ojo? Is your eye on when's my next break? Or when do I get to go on vacation? ¿Cuándo son mis vacaciones? ¿Cuándo tengo un descanso? Is your eye on where's the boss? I don't want him to see what I'm doing. Your eye's not on that stuff. No estás pensando en dónde está el patrón. What is your eye on? Your eye is on what you're doing. Because you're so absorbed in it. You love it. It's a privilege. It's a pleasure. You, when it's quitting time, you're like, uh, I'm done already. You love your job. Está tus ojos, están tus ojos en lo que te, te gusta hacer. Now let's flip that. Have you ever been in a job you don't love? Or a job you hate? ¿Has tenido un trabajo que detestas? I've had that too. Or if you're a student, have you ever been in a class that you just can't stand the class? Maybe it's chemistry or algebra or something like that. ¿Has tenido una clase que no te gusta, que detestas? What is your eye on? ¿En qué está tu ojo? How many panels are on the ceiling? ¿Cuántos paneles están en el techo? How many tiles are on the floor? ¿Cuántas baldosas en la tierra? How many bricks are on the wall? ¿Cuántos ladrillos en la pared? Your eye is on the clock. Tu ojo está en el, el reloj. When do I get out of here? Your eye, if it's a job, your eye's on the boss. You know, is the boss around? Oh, good, I'm going to slack off. Tu ojo está en el patrón. Oh, si no está aquí, no voy a trabajar. See, Jesus here is saying that our eyes and our hearts are going to follow what we love. And so we need to understand this. Jesus is saying you can't have your eye on loving God and loving the gods of this world at the same time. It just doesn't work. No puedes tener los ojos en amar a Dios y amar a los dioses de este mundo. In fact, he's saying, if you love the gods of this world, then the things of God are going to seem like the most boring chemistry class to you. Si amas los dioses del mundo, lo de Dios va a parecer muy aburrido, muy pesado. So here's where it gets personal. I want to ask you a question. Is God a drag for you? Es pesado pensar en Dios. Uh, when you are in a worship service and it's the time of worship, are you checking the clock like, when do we get out of here? When does this song end? Si estás adorando a Dios, estás pensando en, en el reloj. Do you rush through prayer just to get through it? Say, okay, let's eat. I'm hungry. Let's just get through that prayer. ¿Te apuras a orar antes de comer o no? Maybe when you're reading the Bible, if you even want to read the Bible, you're reading the Bible and uh, be really glad to be done with this. If that's where you are with the things of God, Jesus would say, check your heart-eye coordination. Hay que mirar la coordinación del corazón y de los ojos, nos dice Jesús. Turn with me, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Hebreos 12, 1 and here the scripture says this. It says, let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Corramos con perseverancia la carrera que tenemos por delante. Life is a race. And so let us run with perseverance. And then it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, 
fijemos la mirada en Jesús, el iniciador y perfeccionador de nuestra fe, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, quien por el gozo que le esperaba soportó la cruz. Jesus went to the cross. He ran his race and he went to the cross with his eyes and his heart focused on one thing. Cristo fue a la cruz con los ojos y el corazón enfocados en una cosa. What was he focused on? The joy set before him. The joy of the cross? El gozo de la cruz? Maybe not. The joy, rather, of obeying and honoring and glorifying his Father. El gozo de honrar y obedecer y glorificar a su Padre. The joy of reconciling and rescuing and restoring lost people, eternally lost people with God and bringing them into the family. El gozo de, de reconciliar, restaurar y rescatar a los pecadores perdidos por la eternidad. That's what motivated him. His desires, his hearts, and then his actions were all one. He had heart-eye coordination. Sus deseos, corazón y acciones eran uno. And so Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Fijemos la mirada en Jesús. Pay attention to him. You see, I think one of the things we can realize from what Jesus teaching is teaching here is that being a disciple, being a follower of Jesus Christ is a full-time calling, a full-time occupation. Ser discípulo de Jesús es algo de tiempo completo. There's never a point at the day, in the day, or a point in your life where you say, well, I'm going to clock out now as a disciple of Jesus. I've had a tough day. I come home. I clock out. Now I'm not a disciple of Jesus. Now I'm going to do what I want, and I'm just going to take it easy. There, there's really not, no point where that happens. No hay ningún punto donde digas, ya no estoy en el reloj por Jesús. Estoy haciendo lo mío doesn't mean we don't enjoy life. That means that even the joys of life, the blessings of life, the good things of life are going to serve a greater purpose of me honoring Jesus. Aún las bendiciones y las cosas buenas de la vida sirven el propósito de que yo honre al Señor. If I'm relaxing with my family, I'm honoring God and I'm loving my family. I'm worshiping God and, and loving my neighbor And I'm hopefully making disciples as I go. But I'm never off the clock as a follower of Jesus. But here's the challenge, of course. How do we follow Jesus when we can't see him physically with our eyes? ¿Cómo seguir a Jesús cuando no lo vemos físicamente con los ojos? How do you follow a Lord, a master, that you can't see? Well, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 22 the early church leader Paul says something that I think points us in the direction we need to go he simply says this God has put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come dice Dios puso su espíritu en nuestro corazón como garantía de sus promesas this is an amazing thing that God has put into our hearts a deposit, an advance payment on the treasure that we seek. 
Dios ha puesto un depósito, la garantía del tesoro que buscamos. He has put his very spirit in the hearts of those who trust in Christ. He has put the Holy Spirit in there as a guarantee. The treasure we set our eyes and our hearts on has been put in our hearts. El tesoro que deseamos está en nuestro corazón. And not only is the treasure of God in our hearts, the Holy Spirit is the presence of God the Father and Jesus the Son with us. El Espíritu Santo es la presencia de Dios el Padre y de Jesús con nosotros. But not only is that treasure in our hearts, our Master is in our hearts. And the Holy Spirit is going to guide us and light our way. And that's how Jesus can say, if your eyes are healthy, you can be full of light. El Espíritu Santo también es nuestro Señor que nos va a dirigir y a iluminar el camino. And so this morning, the question really is this. How's your spiritual vision? ¿Cómo está tu visión espiritual? Is it healthy? Are your eyes, the eyes of your heart, open and generous? ¿Están abiertos los ojos del corazón generosos? Or somehow are you in the dark? Are you in the dark because you're only seeing on this level and you're, you're, you're wanting more and you're desiring more and you're after more and it's never feel it filling you. You're like a black hole of need and it just keeps coming in and it never lights up the way. O estás mirando solo este plano, deseando más, queriendo más, pero siempre estás en tinieblas, en oscuridad, como un hoyo negro. We're coming out of a dark time. One of our elders said that in prayer a few weeks ago. We're coming out of such a dark time with not only the, the pandemic we've been through. Estamos en tiempos oscuros, no solo con la pandemia. But this week we know from the news that, that we're going through dark times right now. The, the death of this man in police custody, George Floyd, terrible. La muerte de ese hombre en custodia de la policía, Minneapolis. And then the violence and, and the destruction and the hatred that has poured out of that as well. Terrible. La destrucción, la violencia, el odio. And, and there's so much going on in our world. And people are unsatisfied. We need to keep our eyes open to the reality of our treasure. The only treasure that will ever satisfy us is Jesus Christ. And he's the only master worth following because he does not enslave, he sets us free. Jesucristo es el único tesoro que es digno de seguir y el único Señor digno de seguir porque él nos libera. And so as we begin to come out of this dark period as a church, as I hope in the coming weeks and months we'll start to, to reopen uh, some, some different services in different ways, my hope is that we have our eyes set on the proper place, our hearts in the proper place, on Jesus, loving God, loving people, making others disciples, inviting them into this journey. Queremos tener los ojos en amar a Dios, amar a las personas y hacer discípulos. And I want to invite you to come along for that. It's a hard issue. Es un asunto, una cuestión del corazón. And it's all about hand and eye, heart and eye coordination. Se trata de la coordinación del corazón y los ojos. Would you pray with me? Vamos a orar ahora. Let's pray together.
Lord, it's amazing how such a, a quick, small teaching of Jesus can open up so much for us. And I pray it's done that for people this morning. Espero que esta enseñanza abierto mucho para las personas hoy. God, I'm praying for our church. I'm praying for the church of Jesus Christ in the world, and I'm praying for the world this morning. Estoy orando por esta iglesia, por la iglesia de Jesucristo en todo el mundo, y por, por la gente del mundo también. We need more light, and Jesus, you are the light of the world. And in the midst of this, we thank you on this Pentecost Sunday for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live in us. You light up our hearts in such a way that we see beyond what physical eyes can see. We see that this Bible is more than a book. We see that the people around us are more than, than just flesh and blood. We see that you have done more uh, than we could ever imagine by your death and resurrection. Vemos que la Biblia es más que un libro, que las personas son más que hueso y carne, que, que has hecho mucho más de lo que podíamos imaginar o pedir. And that, that is exciting, that lifts us up, and I pray that for each person today. And where people are feeling that they are in the dark, Lord Jesus, place before them the treasure that you are and give them a trust in you as the master of their lives. And if anyone has not confessed you, Jesus, has not turned from the darkness to embrace the light of Christ, may today be the day that that changes. Si alguien no ha dejado la oscuridad para abrazarte a Jesús como la luz, que lo hagan hoy. Thank you, Lord. We just are so grateful for your goodness to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Oramos en el nombre del Señor Jesús. Amen.